So let's get down to business. Now that we have paid the bills, Pepe Lesimelani Mudisele is our coach in the house. As you know, she's a business strategist and she believes strongly in collaborating and co-creating solutions with clients. She's been here before, so I'm not going to over-introduce her. Tonight we're discussing strategy. And and before I I get to the four points that we want to discuss around strategy, Pepila, good evening to you. What is strategy in simple terms, in English? Good evening, Rams, and uh, good evening to the listeners at home. Yeah. Yeah, business strategy is a, is a term that we use so loosely. It's one of those terms I call suitcase concept. Yes. You know, it's a suitcase word. You have to open the suitcase and unpack everything that's inside. Yeah. But it's actually quite a simple thing to understand. Mm-hmm. If you think about your business idea as looking at a need that you're trying to fulfill with your customer, your business strategy is basically how am I going to go about fulfilling that need and turning that into something that makes money? So it's answering the how, most A- importantly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely answering the how. What are those activities or group of activities that I'm going to do yeah. to turn this need that I've identified yeah. through this idea um, into something that's sustainable and something that generates revenue? Would you have at that time already answered the why, like why am I getting into business? So you've now already identified there is a need mm-hmm. with strategies you're dealing with the how. Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. So, so at that stage, once you've identified the need, a part of identifying the need is asking yourself the questions around why am I doing this? Yes. And often the why I'm doing this is to fulfill a purpose that is around a need. Yes. So, so in articulating your need, that's where you are articulating your purpose, your vision, etc. When we get now technically into the business strategy, you are now saying, how am I going to go about? Because I'm clear about why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm clear about, you know, who am I in this space? But now, how am I going to capture this need um, that I have identified, this idea yeah. that I've generated, in other words? As you know, this conversation is live on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rams. But we also would like you to join us in this conversation. So do call us, 89 especially... If you're studying up something or just started and you, you, you're not too sure whether strategically you, you're on the right path, I think this is the chance to get advice from the coach. Uh, I always say that because it costs a lot of money to get these coaches. I get them for free for you. So let's use them. Let's abuse them. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Also on Twitter at Rams by the Horns. Could, you know, the... And I, and I believe in what I'm about to say. Hmm. This widely held concept that business is solving something. Yes. Once, once you've identified a problem yes. and you can find a solution, yes. you got a business. Yes. But is it all that? Could, could I also then come with something that is not necessarily a solution, but something that I think is a wow. It's just something that people will love. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. And maybe because I don't wear hair, I don't understand. <laughs> Is hair always a solution or could it just be something for fun? Yeah. So at the heart of it all, you are fulfilling a need. Mm. So whether that need is one that is extrinsic, so it's about, you know, people wanting to feel good, look good. You are fulfilling that need in, you know, that customer segment that is about saying, 
I need something that makes me feel good, yeah. that builds my confidence, that makes me look good. Um, so you position your product in that way. So articulating your need, so that problem, mm-hmm. if you want to use your language of problem, articulating that with quite you know, crystal clarity then allows you to build on how do I capitalize that and make that into money. The next question, Pepil, I love it because it goes back to what I was taught as a young journalist. They say, you must always ask stupid questions. You get the mm. best answers. <laughs> so I know this question has got no cleverness in it, mm. but you're going to give me amazing answers, I know. What types of business strategies exist? And before I go to the next question, let's deal with that one first. Yeah. yeah. So, so in essence, you know, in theory, and I guess also in practice, we talk about three specific types of business strategies. Mm-hmm. So now that is saying, how am I going to get a competitive advantage? So I've now articulated the need. When I look at the landscape in terms of the market, who's solving this need? Who's solving for this need? This is my gap, and this is how I'm going to do mm. it for me to have this competitive advantage. So one of the ways or that you can position yourself is around cost. You know, we call it cost leadership. Yeah. So I see that there's an opportunity here. There's a need. People want to feel confident regarding their hair, you know, themselves. Yeah. And the hair is the way in which I provide that need in helping people be confident. So I will position myself from a cost leadership perspective because then I can provide the cheapest quality, um, you know, in the market. Yes. So that is a strategy that some people do. And for example, the Chinese have done or, that really well. Or four cousins in the wine market. Uh, well, they, they went for price as their strategy. Exactly. Ah. So you're going for cost, you know, we call it cost leadership. Okay. Okay. The other one is really what we call differentiation. Okay. So in terms of differentiation, you are saying, how do I take my product and make it different from the rest? Mm. Um, and the value comes from that. So I'm not going to be the cheapest, but the difference that I articulate is something that I can actually price for, mm. um, you know. So luxury brands are very good yes, at that. Yes. Um, so just in saying I can differentiate myself um, from the market yes. um, and offer value in that way. Mm. Virgin Airlines, uh-huh. that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Uh, Apple is a good example yes. of differentiation. And people still queue for it. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a very good example of that. Mm. Um, then the other strategy and the last one is what we call a focus strategy. Mm. That's when you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to focus on black women, for example. Oh. So you are looking at a very focused niche market that says, I'm going to fulfill the needs of this market. Again, with that kind of a strategy, pricing then is not really a thing because you can now add a premium because there's a very specific focus that you are um, providing and serving for. So the luxury brands like Louis Vuitton yeah, and yeah. you know all of that, those kinds of brands have done that really really well um so so it's really those kinds you know those three main strategies so around cost am i going to be the cheapest um and when you're going to choose a strategy it's about saying what is going to be the most sustainable for Mm. you and and again knowing that strategies evolve so you may have started you know cost leadership um sort of strategy kind of mastered then there's been new entrants into the market that can do things cheaper than you you're going to have to start to evolve Mm. and say Mm. okay maybe that approach is not working anymore but you have to start somewhere 
089110377. I had not completed my first question when Johnny already called. Good evening, Johnny. Uh, how are you, Rams? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, man. This is Johnny from Kalinan. Yes, sir. Yes, man. Uh, listen, I've got... I just need... Uh, I have a few questions here. Okay, first I've got a company called Covid uh, which is into buses, right? But mm. now the main uh, the main question here is I have I've got also a, a non-government organization which is called Covid Foundation. Now I'm not sure if I'm using the precise measures to get it conspicuous. You understand? So I need because if you can check the measures that I've already taken, that they've uh, they're actually affecting me financially. You know, we we lose a lot of money trying to get our companies known out there. So now. The advice that I'm actually in need of is how, which other measures or strategies can we use to avoid using a lot of money? Johnny, may I ask my own follow-up question and coach will ask his. Mm. I, I'm, okay. no, I'm not sure which of the two you are, you, you are uh, worried about. Is it the, the bus company no, no, or, no. or the NGO? No, no, the NGO, because that's, that, that, that's, that's the one I'm actually focusing on much. Okay, so, no, so yes. the question is, pertains to the NGO. Yes. Okay, great. Any follow-up questions? Yeah. Uh, Johnny, how are you? I'm okay yourself. Good, thank you. Johnny, your NPO, what are you looking to... Yes, your NGO. So we call it NPO because it's not for profit. So the intention around your NGO is not to make money out of it. Not to make money out of it. Yes. Yes. So tell me a little bit about what you're trying to achieve with it. Okay, okay. Let me give you a background. Now, we the, 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 the main objective is we focus on the disabled people uh, who are actually mostly amputees, people who are amputated. Mm. We, we raise funds for them. We buy them uh, prosthetics. So we've got the various sponsorships who are, like even today, there's one one of our, I mean, uh, we managed to get one, one, uh, one this, other fa- this other guy, a prosthetic leg for free. Mm. You understand? Yeah. Mm. So we raise funds, we host events, and also for the, for the needy, we also give food parcels like now it's towards December. We're going to be having an event on the 8th of December. So that, that's my worry. That's, that's the main question. How do we get known without, even, without having to spend a lot of money? Mm. Thank you. Okay, Jim. Johnny, listen on the radio. Thank you very much. And uh, well done, by the way, with your project. Okay, thank you, man. Johnny, um, so, yeah, you're doing a fantastic job there around the need that you're fulfilling uh, with your NPO. I think very importantly, your question is around the marketing mm. and, and how you market your business without incurring big costs. Mm. So I really think it's important that, one, you, you tap into things like social media. So aspects where you don't have to spend a lot of money, but you can get big reach. Look into your network as well. Um, the kind of work that you're doing is... Is really the kind of work where word of mouth spreads quite easily. So tap into that network and, and, and see how you can leverage your network. A very important thing is about saying, how does your NPO generate um, money? So look at that business model because it looks like you are big on spending, which is, of course, what you're trying to fulfill. But how does the NPO generate revenue to be able to spend? Um, so some of the services that you could offer is towards uh, corporates um, who have uh, uh, money to spend in that space. Um, so offering a consulting service in that space where you can get money from a corporate um, environment to put into your NPO. So there are a number of issues to look at around how you market in a way that you can reach uh, uh, your target market um, in a cheap way um, or 
free and also around the business model? How do you make sure that money comes in? Because I think the anxiety comes from money coming out all mm. the time. Mm. Johnny, as I told you before, you would have paid a lot of money if you had gone to a private room for this. <laughs> uh, we're on the coaching class with uh, Pepe Lesimelani Mudisele. Pepe, how do I choose my right, the right strategy for my business? You gave me the three strategies. How do I know this one is right for, the, for my hair business or my eggs business with the guy coming in selling eggs? How do I choose it? Mm. What do I look for? I think there's a big aspect around this that we a lot of entrepreneurs don't do is spending a lot of time on research mm. because you have to look at your landscape and say, okay, what is happening in this market that I'm trying to get into? This need that I'm trying to fulfill, um, what actually is happening in this environment? Mm. What do people who supply similar things look like? What does the consumer look like? What do mm. they look for? So I can't go into a space where I'm trying to sell niche um, high-end products, but actually the consumer market that I've identified for myself is actually tight on the pocket. Mm. <laughs> for example, you know, so so again, going for, you know, a cost leadership um, market strategy would be a little bit more, um, you know, uh, you can achieve your goals better yeah. in that way instead of going for luxury um, items. So the research is important, you know. What are the, what is the risk of substitutes? You know, can mm. people substitute my product for something else? You know, what else gives people confidence? Yeah. Um, and where are they focusing? How do I direct that buck towards me? Yes. Um, for why example. should they spend it on me and not something else? And not else. on something else, yeah. exactly. Why on why not on makeup? You know, why on hair and not mm. on makeup? for example, yes. or not at yes. a party. Um, and also just risk of new entrance. Um, so, so how easy is it for somebody, once I'm in there, to come and take my space? So once you've kind of done a, a little bit of an analysis on your market, the answer will come to I was you. about to ask you that about how big should, should this analysis be? And if I'm a small business person, do I have the money for this analysis? So this analysis, you know, the power of Google is so amazing. Dr. Google. Dr. Google. Dr. Google and conversations. Yeah. I think that's also something that we don't do, you know. So if I have an idea in a particular market, what stops me from going to ask people, what do you look for mm. when you're buying these things? What do you, what you know, tell me more about your need in this space. Um you know, so that that way you understand your buyers. Yeah. Dr. Google will tell you about the industry. You know, Stats SA has got lots mm, of information. Mm. So we've got the resources to get the information. Is that it's just that we don't want to do the analytics behind it. The problem with Stats SA is that it's going to be on page 142. Read. And like, God, you have to search for <laughs> You're this. I have to read. <laughs> so I have picked my strategy. I have. I have chosen which one is right for my business. What what's next? How how do I put it together now to start making it happen? Yeah. So often one of the things that we we talk about is documented. Um because that is the document that you are going to go and find money with. You know. So when you're thinking about investors, when you're thinking about people to buy into your concept, people want to see that you have given this thing some thought yeah. and you have given attention to the things that are important in terms of turning this thing into something that makes money. Mm -hmm. So very important thing to do is document it, whether it's at a high level. If you've got a little bit of money, it's 
doesn't hurt to get somebody to package it for you, um, you know, to invest in that. Mm -hmm. Because that is then the thing that you're going to take with you to say, dear investor, invest in me. I have an idea. It is clear. The concept is quite clear. I know where I'm going to make money out of this. I need your support. And then finally, I have to implement. You know, I... One of the things I say to a lot of people is that you can talk forever about your thoughts and how beautiful they are. If you don't put it to the test, if you don't take it to market, you're wasting your time and everybody else's time. How do I implement? Yeah, Very important is that don't think about this major implementation. Yeah. Um, Very, you know, start small. Um, Start with a concept. Start with unpacking that concept. Don't, you know, piloting is something that is quite, you know, easy to do uh, generally. And sometimes piloting, we think there's a major customer base that we need to pilot with. Pilot with your friends and family. Mm, They Um, never pay. Yeah. Yeah, well, build relationships with your family that make them pay. At least you can have the tough conversations with them uh, without breaking the relationship. But find a way to pilot and use your network to pilot. Mm. So don't think of it as this major thing that must happen across country. You've got a starting point. And if it can start to work with your network, which is your friends, family, your immediate circle, you can activate into something amazing. Is it advisable? Could it work, especially for people who are selling a service, Mm. that in the pilot they could offer their service in their immediate network for free to test it? Uh, Say you go to a friend who is boss at some organization and you know they need the service and say, listen, this is a new thing. I know it's going to work. I'm going to offer it for you for free for three months. But I can then use you as my referee going forward to get new clients. Mm. So one of the things that I don't advise Mm. is doing things for free because people need to get used to the idea of an exchange for value. Yes. So you've got value to offer and you can exchange. So what you can do in terms of wanting people to test, you can defer payment. Okay. So you defer the payment. You say, look, I'm going to do this thing for you for three months for free. If you like it, And if we agree that you like it, then you will pay me in this way. So so I would advise that never, ever say I'm doing this thing for free. Mm. It's literally saying, look, I'm willing to give you this experience at no cost to you for the initial experience. But once you we agree that you like it, then there must be a commitment that comes to you. And that's how you capture your contracts and your commitments going forward. And there's no risk there. I mean, I could turn around and say, "Ah, absolutely." And there's no such thing as business without risk. That is the nature of business: yeah. is that we take risks. So, how do we find avenues that enable us to get into the door and start generating a revenue? Okay. So, if mighty agaibonangalento, then the answer, the question should be: What was it about my service and solution that did not meet your needs? Yes. And then. That supports you and enhances, you, you know, supports you to enhance your product um, and your service. So there's a win in that way in that you're able to now start to see, in my mind, I thought it would work like this. But in practice, mm-hmm. it has now worked like that. And that requires me to shift and to change. Brilliant. So uh, it's not always going to be free. So uh, some people are listening and they may want to put strategies together and maybe use an external person and maybe that person is you, Coach. How do they find you? So you can And pay you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me at uh, Pepile 
at truenorthpath.co.za. So that's my email address. Um, you can call my office, 011-646-0240. Or you can catch me on social media at Pepile S. You can catch me on Twitter um, and Facebook, Pepile Similane Modiselle. We will put those details. We always put those details on our Facebook page, Metro FM Talk with Rams. Thank you, Coach. Wonderful seeing you again. Thank you so much. I hope it's not going to take another a month and a half before we see you. Hopefully not.